coming up. We have 24 suspects have been identified working two different crews, a day shift crew and a night shift crew. For Vault Studios, I'm Reed Redmond. And I'm Will Johnson. You're listening to The Daily Crime. In Florida, a family's calling for justice after investigators announced the likely discovery of the body of missing college student Mia Marcano. Detectives notified Mia's parents of our tragic news. Uh, Everyone wanted this outcome to be different. And in Texas, two stories from Houston. Police have arrested dozens of suspects allegedly involved in a deadly and highly organized crime ring. And in Dallas, police officers are wrapped up in an investigation into a possible pyramid scheme. Because when you say blessing, you think that something is going to come out of, manna is going to come out of the sky. But that's not it. If it was associated with a good and people were paying for that, that's one thing. But where you're acting like as though money is coming out of nowhere, like the more people you have, the more money you're going to make, that's illegal. Reed, let's start this Friday episode with a case that's been getting a lot of attention down in Florida, where last weekend, the family of a 19-year-old woman named Mia Marcano received some heartbreaking news. Tell us what happened. Yeah, over the weekend on October 2nd, the Orange County Sheriff's Office in Florida announced that they found what they believe are Mia Marcano's remains. She was a college student living in Orlando, and we're still waiting on an official, a positive ID from the medical examiner. But the sheriff's office did go so far as to say they were, quote, very certain it was her. And they mentioned that a purse with her ID was found nearby as well. So just a heartbreaking end to what had been a more than week-long search for Mia. In making that announcement, Reed, did the sheriff's office provide any information about Marcano's cause of death? As of right now, no, we're still waiting on that information. But what they have said throughout the search is that her disappearance was suspicious. And I can give you a quote from the sheriff from before the discovery of the body. He said, quote, her disappearance is suspicious and our detectives and the family members obviously suspect foul play. Let's walk through what happened then. When was Mia Marcano reported missing and what do we know about her last known whereabouts? This goes back to the evening of September 24th. It was a Friday and and Mia Marcano lived and worked at the same apartment complex. It's called Arden Villas in Orlando. And apparently she showed up for her work shift that day and she was last seen working sometime before 5 p.m. That's when her shift was supposed to end. And then after that shift, she was supposed to fly to South Florida to see her parents, but she never got on her flight. So that's when her parents started to suspect that something was wrong and, and made the decision to report her missing that night, that Friday night. Reed, you mentioned investigators quickly stated that they suspected foul play. What does their investigation look like? Do they name any persons of interest or suspects? What we now know is that police did at some point identify someone as a, quote, prime suspect. He was a 27-year-old man named Armando Caballero, who worked as a maintenance worker at that same apartment complex where Mia lived and worked. Uh, But three days after Mia Marcano was last seen, Caballero took his own life. We've also learned through some reporting from our partner station, WTSP, that according to the sheriff, this same man, Caballero, repeatedly made romantic advances toward Marcano in the past and that she rebuffed him. Investigators apparently went and spoke with him after she disappeared, but at that time, they didn't have enough evidence to detain him. And then it wasn't until later that they learned this, but they later found out that he had improperly used a master key fob to enter Marcano's apartment around 4.30 p.m., Uh, on the day she went missing. So that's just a half hour before her shift was supposed to end. And I'll mention a couple other details that we now have learned following the discovery of what investigators say is very likely Marcano's body. 
uh, the remains were discovered in a wooded area near a different apartment complex called Timber Scan Apartments. And Armando Caballero reportedly had lived at that apartment complex at some point in the past. And the sheriff says that uh, his cell phone records show that he was in that area for about 20 minutes on the same evening Mia Marcano went missing. He was there between 8 and 9 p.m. is what they said. And so the sheriff's office at this point has said they're not looking for any other possible killers and that they believe, quote, pretty conclusively that Caballero was responsible. What about her family? Have we heard from Mia Marcano's family throughout the saga following this awful discovery? Yeah, Mia Marcano's father had been pretty active on social media throughout the search. He was trying to bring attention to his daughter's case and to help find her. And after the sheriff's office announced that discovery last weekend, he posted on Instagram saying his heart's shattered, that Mia didn't deserve this, and that he would do anything to hear her voice again. And and it's just an unthinkable loss. And the family now is is also taking action. A handful of outlets have reported that that they've attained a national civil rights lawyer and they're turning their attention to that apartment complex, saying that there should have been safeguards in place to protect Mia in, in what was both her home and her workplace. And now other residents of the apartment complex are also calling for more safety measures, saying they want to try to prevent something like this from ever happening there again. Will, I know you have two cases out of Texas to share with us. The first is from Dallas, where Dallas police have issued an arrest warrant for one of their own officers, and others have now been referred to a grand jury, all tied to an alleged pyramid scheme. What do we know so far? Yeah, that's right, Reed. I mean, we hear about pyramid schemes. We don't always hear about pyramid schemes involving police officers, or at least in this case, as you mentioned, one who's been charged and others could be. The Dallas Police Department Public Integrity Unit uncovered a pyramid promotion scheme We'll get into exactly how this whole thing worked, but, you know, it it, it was a pyramid scheme. There were apparently over 150 participants, so not all of them tied to the Dallas Police Department. Uh, There were tens of thousands of dollars wrapped up in this thing. Uh, And so, you know, there were police officers involved and also civilians. So what are the actual allegations here? How do Dallas police say that this pyramid scheme worked? Investigators say that the organizer, Reginald Jones, is uh, sort of the, the the main person behind all this. He's the one officer who's been arrested at this point. And uh, again, it's a classic pyramid scheme. To help us understand it, I'm going to uh, let our colleague at WFAA in Dallas, Rebecca Lopez, explain. Here's how the Blessing Circle works. Someone asks you to invest $100, but you have to recruit two people to also invest, and they recruit two people, and so on and so on. You're promised that in a few weeks, that $100 will be $800. But authorities say it's a pyramid scheme, and it's illegal because the bottom falls out. I know our partner station, WFA, reached out to a former prosecutor to talk about what it means to potentially have members of law enforcement tied up in a scheme like this. What exactly did this former prosecutor say about that? Before we get to Aaron Wiley, he's the former U.S. attorney uh, who commented on this case that some of the officers involved in this have been asked and they've said, look, we didn't know this was legal, but that may or may not really matter whether they thought it was legal. It it clearly was not. And, And here's Aaron Wiley talking about the fact that police officers were involved in this. By the fact that law enforcement people are involved, it suggests that Clearly, it's legal or else law enforcement people wouldn't be involved. So this one officer, Reginald Jones, has turned himself in. Nobody else has been arrested as of right now, but others are still under investigation, right? Yeah, that's right. One officer arrested, charged, and uh, the case will go to a grand jury. We'll find out more and we'll keep our listeners posted. Staying in Texas, you've also been looking into a story out of Houston where police announced the arrest of 
Dozens of people, they say, were involved in an organized crime ring. Tell us about the bust and what police say this crime ring was doing. Yeah, Reed, according to the Houston Police Department and the ATF, there has been a crime ring operating at, uh, in and around sort of high-end locations in Houston. So places like Galleria, Uptown, and Highland Village. Uh, allegedly, these suspects were preying on victims with expensive jewelry, fancy cars, bags from high-end stores. In some cases, victims were robbed on the spot. In other cases, they were actually followed home. There were home invasions involved. So as you start to hear more about what's been going on in Houston, it's really quite astonishing. Uh, there are 24 suspects who have been charged. 14 remain in jail at this time. And a handful of the individuals who've been arrested are facing even more serious charges. Tell us about that. Yeah, there are several killings allegedly linked to this crime ring. Uh, there was the murder of an off-duty New Orleans police officer and another man at the Grotto restaurant in Houston. This happened back in August. Uh, there was another killing. Uh, a man was shot and killed while being robbed back in May. This was actually caught on camera and posted to Instagram. And both of those cases are being linked to this crime ring by investigators at this point. So again, 24 people have been arrested in all in this investigation. Five have now been charged with capital murder. 14 of them remain behind bars. Police say that two suspects are actually still on the run. And this, this story, this arrest, as I understand it, also comes with a warning for gun owners, legal gun owners in Texas. What is that warning? Yeah, according to investigators, this crime ring was using stolen weapons. And that brings up a whole other issue for investigators. I'm going to have Lauren Tellerico at KHOU in Houston uh, explain a little bit further. You know, ATF Houston says this is a real problem in Houston. Criminals using your own gun against you, saying every year thousands are, of guns are stolen this way. In fact, that number, about 3,800 guns stolen from cars in Houston in one year alone, that's according to ATF. It's hard for criminals to legally buy a weapon if they have a record, which is why they want to steal yours. Today, authorities at that press conference said many in this ring that they busted were using stolen weapons. Yeah, so the bottom line is, and what investigators are telling people, is that anybody who owns a gun, if you are, for any reason at all, leaving it in your vehicle, it needs to be you know, in a trunk, in a locked box, specifically for weapons, so that... You know, this this large number of, of stolen weapons aren't out on the streets and involved in crimes. All right, Will, thanks for bringing us both those stories. You bet. And if you've just joined the podcast, uh, we are here every day, Monday through Friday. Also, you can check out our weekly show, True Crime Chronicles, available wherever you listen to podcasts. For Vault Studios, I'm Will Johnson. Will Johnson. 